Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Product Marketing Life podcast brought to you by Product Marketing Alliance. My name's Emma Bellardi, and I'm a content marketer here at PMA. This week's podcast is sponsored by Product Marketing Core. PMMC is our very own product marketing certification program, and it covers the A to Z of product marketing essentials. With 11 modules, 68 chapters, 87 exam questions, 10 plus hours worth of learning, and official PMA certification, it's a course not to be missed. Head to pmmalliance.co slash pmmc for more info. As part of this series, we're connecting with PMMs all over the world about various product marketing topics. And in this episode, we'll be speaking to Colette Johnson, product marketing strategist at Redgate Software, and we'll be discussing learning from our mistakes. Colette has a ton of industry experience in the tech and pharmaceutical fields, and prior to Redgate, she worked with Geospec and Plextech. She's also a PMA ambassador, an instructor on our product marketing course, and she teaches and mentors students at the University of Cambridge, the Judge Business School. An impressive CV. Welcome to the show, Colette. Thank you very much for having me, Emma. I feel very lucky to be here today. No problem. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Redgate? Yeah, so I've worked in product marketing for just over 14 years now, except when I started in the industry, we never called it product marketing. So I'm very happy it's got a full position and is fully accepted. I work in Redgate. I work as a product marketing strategist there in their team and work particularly around the security data protection and data privacy products that we have in the organization. It's quite an exciting role for me, actually, for product marketing. So not only does it pull on the typical product marketing um, things of sales enablement, understanding the product, looking at how we position that product in the market. But with it being security and data protection, I'm really starting to get to the um, grasps of understanding global data protection rules, which was a whole dimension I wasn't expecting at the start <laughs> of the role, but something I'm really enjoying. And it's one of those things in product marketing where you realize everything is different in every company and you're always picking something new up. So it's a really exciting role for me to be in. Excellent. Okay, so um, today we were going to discuss learning from our mistakes. So what do you think the biggest mistakes companies make when they're hiring product marketers? I think it's quite interesting when companies are hiring product marketers. I think product marketing is a very three-dimensional role and you're taking Mm -hmm. on a lot of skills. You're working with products teams, you've got people with sales experience, you've got to have marketing experience. So the experience we have is quite a wealth of experience. I think one of the mistakes companies make a lot of the times with product marketing is they're looking for a complete product marketer and I don't believe that exists. We all have our different interests. I love doing positioning and strategy and I love the sales enablement piece and working with organizations and getting them excited about the products there's some areas maybe that I'm a little bit weaker of or haven't done as much in you know I do a lot of competitive intelligence in my job but you know when you look at the plethora of work I do I'd say that you know is one of my my areas of least in lesser interest Mm -hmm. I think what's interesting with companies is actually I think what it is with product marketers is if somebody has the enthusiasm and the hunger you can make you can teach them the skills but you cannot teach them that hunger and that excitement of doing that role because it is such a hands-on heavy going role every day is different so I think the mistake they make is looking for that complete marketer and I do not believe anybody in this industry can say they have 100% competency that is equivalent across their CV and I think that's something we need to understand in this industry is you will have people who have skills or strengths in different areas so what you should say is what strength do we want to bring in this role and then when we bring this person in how can we make them that complete marketer for our organization and I think people are starting to see that now in the industry but I think we need to appreciate that more to welcome young players particularly when we're looking at these new entrants into the role people with you know two three years experience it's something we need to start becoming more accepting of in this industry 
Absolutely. Um, so we're talking about different roles at different companies and product marketing is such a new role. What, in your opinion, res- which responsibilities should product marketers own? I think product marketers need to own that responsibility of the product in the company. And I think what is interesting is that looks different in different organizations. Some organizations I've worked with that's very much been on the sales enablement and marketing side. Other companies, that role's been very embedded within the product team. So actually there's some companies I've been in where I've actually been a part of the product team and not the marketing team. So I think what we should be looking for when we come into these roles is saying, you know, where do I want to fit? How do I want to prove myself? How do I help to position this product in the market successfully? Does that mean that I've got to spend you know, three, four months with the sales team, making sure that this happens, get in with the product team, understand how that product works, how the development works, how the product works. I think one of the things that when people are coming into product marketing, with it being new, is don't try and be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. Look at where your short-term wins are, look at where the long-term goals. And actually, when I go into an organization, I look at the product and the work that I'll be doing and say, what is my strategy for success for this in the short term and the long term? I think don't think that you're going to achieve successful marketing mix within six months because I think you will set yourself up for failure and disappointment I think it's where can I make the biggest impact now as the product marketer how can I help this product elevate forward and then what do I need to do long term and I think that's really important absolutely um so having worked with startups and larger well-established companies what lessons do you think that they could take from each other I think it's really it's a really interesting thing actually within a, when you go into a startup you are doing everything you know yeah. you are looking at the product brand you're going to look at you know you're looking at positioning you're doing the sales enablement you're helping the tech sales teams with their work so as a product market it's really exciting I think one of the things that it is expected in you know startups is sometimes it's one product marketer doing everything and that can be very overbearing Mm -hmm. and I think actually as companies grow you need to bring in those specialist skill sets so I think the startups can look at those bigger companies and say where do we need a specialism in skill set and at what point in a product pathway do we need to do this when I've worked with startups it's really been about bringing those skill sets on at the right time I think the other thing looking the other way of where larger companies can look at startups is actually it's very interesting watching product marketers is they can they can let because they are working in such a multitude of skill sets they can lend themselves to a lot of things in a business so for bigger businesses i think what they can learn from product marketers from startups particularly is those marketers can really bring value to the business where they need it at that time so if they are looking at you know overall organization product strategy and maybe it's not 100 percent of that product marketer's role maybe they're only looking at one product strand how can i bring this person in to add value to my business when i am looking at my digital marketing campaigns how can i bring that person in to add value bring experience understand that user build on that persona so i think it's also saying is you know they're not just the remit of that job description of that product marketer but they can add so much more value across the business because they have the oversight of seeing a whole product so what they're doing if you imagine in a large organization you're like as that product marketer you're like that mini startup in the business Mm -hmm. now i would say go with caution you want to start up you are a big business you've got revenues to bring in but you can lend yourself to the business in other ways outside of that traditional role and i think that's something big companies can start learning from these startups of how to get 
the most value out of their marketers. And I think there's two sides to that. That will help their marketers grow in their role. It will help them stay loyal to companies. They'll want to stay there because they see that there's a challenge and they are developing outside of their role. I think when it comes to startups learning from the bigger companies as well, it's saying to people, we value your skill set and we now need to bring someone else in because we can see this skill set as the product marketers adding significant mm -hmm. value to our organization. So now is the time to bring in that sales enablement specialist and help grow that in the business so you can focus on those core values and skills that you're bringing to the other side of the business in product marketing and i think it's something that as product marketers we shouldn't fear either i think we fear new people we feel people helping us take some of the work off us or doing different parts of our role mm -hmm. but that to me that bringing in those different roles shows us how valuable our skills are as product marketers and we should open that door and we should welcome it and we should be driving more people in because actually we are as I think as a profession at the moment, we are going through a severe growth phase. Everyone's starting to value us. They're starting to understand the value it can bring to business. So as marketers, we shouldn't feel protective of what we're doing. We should open the door to as many people as we can and keep sharing that value. Absolutely. So in your, I mean, we've talked a little bit about um, starting out in the business as like a product marketer, but in your opinion, what are some of the biggest mistakes um, product marketers are making like more established product marketers I guess yeah I think there's a number of mistakes we make I still do it now <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, have I learned probably not um we go in when we go into an organization we go in all guns blazing I am definitely one of those people who go in and go right I've got to make a move you get in on day one someone says go go and have a look at this go to market strategy and all of a sudden you're running at 110 miles an hour and what you're forgetting to do is build that internal network you know get those yeah. internal stakeholders on side go and understand the business go and understand the product one of the biggest things i think are really important to any marketer is sit back and say go and sit and understand this business for four weeks sit back understand that business know what you're doing but once you understand that business you've got the stakeholders you understand how it works you'll be far more successful i think we run and want to evidence things because you know day one here, here you go you're on your probation here's your day one target and you run with that and i think actually it can be a distraction to building those more important relationships and i think actually as employers organizations have you know it isn't it's absolutely important to them to make sure that they're allowing these product marketers to build these relationships that to me is key between a good marketer and a great marketer is that internal relationship i think it's a mistake we make time and time again and I think the other thing that I see a lot of established product marketers do, you know, as we, you know, as we move up into those more senior roles, we take on more strategic responsibilities. And that's really important. But always remember that customer at the end, keep those conversations going, talk to those users, talk to the customers, understand those insights, go and keep talking to your sales team, understand what's happening with that enablement material, see what feedback their customers are doing, talk to your developers, see what tickets have come in with the problems with your technology and things like that. And it's just keeping that going. I think it's very easy when we're stuck in a strategic loop and obviously it's the now coming to the time of the year when everybody's looking at their strategy mm -hmm. you know and i think it's one of those things where we can get distracted with other things and forget the core of our capability and it is that talking it is you know 
is there an objection to this? Why is there an objection? Understanding that objection, finding your voice, you know, is there a feature that a customer keeps coming back with that's a problem in your technology? How do we remedy this? But, you know, I think the key one is talking to people, talking to the customer, talking to people internally. I think it's so easy to lose sight of that or be distracted on other things. But I think that is, you know, it's another thing that I'm very strong about is user insight and customer feedback. I think it really does help elevate your product. So keep just make sure you keep that conversation going. Absolutely. Um, so what mistakes are people outside of product marketing making um, that's hindering the industry, do you think? I think the biggest mistake that people are making generally is about our, what our role is as product marketers. I think a lot of people see us as an extension to that marketing team. So they see us as marketers. What I think people don't see is the work we do with the sales team. You know, mm -hmm. I see myself as an extension to the sales team and I'm working. I'm helping them to make sure that they can sell the product, understand the product. They've got the right materials for them. And I really want them to be successful. If they're successful, my product's successful. I see that exactly the same. The product team I work with as well is I want to understand the features the research they're doing what's coming back from their customers so i can understand really how to position ourselves as strong as possible and i don't think people necessarily always see that you know i've spoken to people i've mentored people in product marketing and they found that a difficult position to get people to understand that, that what their role is so i think we have a role to educate them but people externally i think need to understand and maybe question a bit more about our role as well i never take mm -hmm. offense when somebody asks me what actually a product marketer does i think to me that is important because it really helps people understand what we do in the industry yeah i think the other one is about clients and things like that as well and customers understanding what we do as a product marketer how we help how we support you know that we can help our customers with their case studies and you know help them understand you know the conviction case for them getting the product into their organization so i think there's a lot of work we can do but i think it's about people understanding really the complexity of our role what we do the multiple skill set in our role and that we are more than just the people who produce the content and the wording for that product but actually we are absolutely under the skin of that product in every single part of the organization because that's what makes us really successful that's what makes great product marketers is being that multi-skilled person mm -hmm. okay can you talk to us about a mistake that you've made and perhaps a lesson you've taken from it yeah, actually, and it's really important, I think, you know, that we talk about these mistakes. It's something that's very close to my heart. And um, it was a mistake I made quite early on in my career, and mm -hmm. I will never, ever do it again. <laughs> I can't believe I'm admitting this now. If any of my <laughs> colleagues and friends are listening to this, please do not mock me heavily. Um, but it was it, very early on in my career, and I was helping a company to launch a, um, it was a pharmaceutical product, and it was la being launched in Asia. And um, we decided on a launch date, we got the name in, we'd done all the user research, we were ready to go. And we thought this is absolutely fantastic. This is going to be amazing. All the research led to us that this was going to be a big impact. We, we'd gone out to the press, we'd gone everywhere. And when the results came back on the initial first couple of days of this release, I was really sort of sitting at the digital team thinking something's not right here. And the sales team were like, we can't get meetings, we can't get traction in Japan. So, you know, and Japan was meant to be our biggest market for this product that we were mm -hmm. launching. 
and um, it was a celebration of the emperor in Japan and the whole of Japan was on closed down for a week and it was a big thing that I'd missed and I laugh about it now it's one of my favorite stories but at the time I just remember just thinking oh I just want to cry oh, like no. it's such a hard and I was young in my career as well I hadn't been long into this space and I just thought what on earth has happened and I remember just thinking I have to go to my boss and present these numbers and I'm going to have to explain that we made a massive mistake it was probably one of the most nerve-wracking times of my career but I'm so glad I did it and actually it made me realize the importance of good good leadership because we sat there we went through it and we they sat with me and it's two directors and they sat with me and said okay we're gonna we're gonna pivot this how are we gonna do it and we sat in a room for a couple of days and we pivoted it to success but I could have walked in that room and they could have not have been like that with me and that was a very big key point in my career saying I will never I will never ever let somebody take that on their shoulders I will always support them I will yeah. always help people through this and I think that's something in this industry we need to think about I mentor a lot of people Emma and actually the number of people who will email me or whatsapp me and say can we have a mentor meeting now I've got a bit of a problem and they've made a mistake and they don't know how to deal with it I talk them through the situation I tell them how they need to deal with it what evidence they should go in look at how you can rectify what's gone on you know, mm-hmm. go with the solution. But the number of people who call me and go, I'm going to get sacked if I go in there and do this. And I just think that's wrong of this industry. Good leadership supports people. We can get through anything together. You might not want to go to your boss as the first protocol, but go through and have that conversation. And I remember that conversation. I remember walking into that room and feeling absolutely dreadful and thinking, oh, mm-hmm. this is the end for me. And I walked out of that room and felt really confident. But I tell you now, I know how to deal with the problem because of that. And I will always look and think, okay, how do we get out of this? Yeah. There is always a way out of a mistake. There's always a way out of a problem. But having that right team and leadership with you to get out of that is key. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for holding your hands up as well and kind of um, building trust in that way. You know, nobody's perfect, so... It's, yeah, and I, do you know what, Emmett, I would say that is hold your hands up. I, that's a key tip I would give to anybody listening to this yeah. now is do not hide that mistake. I have had a member of my team who hid a mistake from me. Um, I can tell this story because it's not, oh, it's quite funny now. Again, it's one of those stories at the time. <laughs> we were doing a piece of healthcare work and in healthcare, you look at connectivity and that's how a system will connect to a hospital IT system, how it connects to like x-ray imaging and things like that. They went off and did this project, came to present it to a board of directors and pre the board meeting, we had a meeting. Thank goodness we did because they thought connectors was a three pin plug. So it said (laughs) connectivity plug USB. And I was thinking, oh, no. So luckily, you know, they they had realized part way through they'd made a mistake but decided best not to say anything and carry on as they were getting on I was mm-hmm. like oh no and actually what it meant is a team of I think it was at least a handful of us just sat there and thought right we'll get this done now before we go into this board meeting we did it and we turned it around but I would say when you make that mistake just hold it up to it try and find a solution talk it through the longer you hide that mistake the more painful it can be for a company and for you just own it we all do it we're all human if anybody tells you they've never made a mistake they are lying to you we've all done it but only the best of us admit to it and laugh about it a few years later absolutely (laughs) um yeah and would you say that picking yourself up and like learning from those mistakes is something that gets easier over time i think it definitely definitely can come with you know age and experience as well 
I think picking yourself up and it does, you know, you do make them and you start to recognize them more and you think about, okay, how do I fix this? How do I go and do this? And you start solutioning it. I think the thing is with it is, is you will always make those mistakes. Mm -hmm. I've learned more from the mistakes I've made in my role than I've done from the things that are successful. And those mistakes I think have made me a better, stronger marketer. And I think you just have to get them. I think you do the more experience you have. I think the other thing that is really important in this industry is talking about them to each other. I am one of my big things at the moment is that open conversation about mistakes we've made talking to other people, because as we talk to other people, we become more comfortable with dealing with those mistakes we made and those mistakes we own. And actually over time, they'll become easier because we do talk about them. You know, I love going to events and it's fantastic when people stand up and tell me how fantastic their sales enablement program went. But for every sales enable program that goes well, there's one that doesn't go so well. So talk about it, share it, have those conversations. When um, in my previous company with my team, we used to have a monthly meeting and we'd always talk. One of the agenda items which somebody would take is mistakes I've made this month. And we would talk about them and remedy them and say how we could improve them going on so actually having that team conversation even if it's just a group of you just start doing that I think it's so important to the culture of great product marketing that that's why I'm a real advocate of it you know if I Mm -hmm. interview somebody and they tell me and you ask them about mistake and they say I've never made one I think well I think you probably have because nobody's looking for perfection what we're looking for is people who can pivot from that and as you do more you will pivot as you have more conversations about it you will understand how to pivot easier and quicker and stronger absolutely it's some core problem solving skills that can uh, come from making humongous mistakes as well um, yeah absolutely <laughs> excellent so i think that's a really great sort of way to end things um and i want to say thank you so much for joining us and thanks for your honesty <laughs> it's refreshing yeah. to kind of sit with someone who uh, you know admits are not perfect all the time none of us are so Yeah, no, and thank you very much for having me, Emma. And any advice to anybody is we all make mistakes, we all own them. And if you ever need to reach out and talk to somebody and there's nobody there, I'm here, people in the PMA are here. So feel free to just own them and discuss them. And thank you very much. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Now I should be making a list after this of all the other mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, definitely reach out to the Slack community. They're such a great bunch super passionate and really helpful and they just love to uh, talk about product marketing so again thank you so much for joining us colette thanks bye bye take care for everyone still tuned in thanks so much for listening and if you enjoyed the podcast please help us spread the word to other product marketers before we leave you to get on with your day if you want to get involved here are a few ways you can if you're a product marketer and you want to come on the show and speak about your day, a specific topic, or your role in general, that's one option. If you want to flex your podcast hosting skills, being a guest host is another. And finally, if you or your company want to sponsor an episode, there's a third. Thanks again and have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are.